It is Thursday, January 28th, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, we've got all the news from yesterday, including a bunch more USAC ride and driver announcements. And then we dive into the age-old question, which is better, winged racing or non-winged racing? So let's jump in. The Luke Soul Late Model Dirt Series got through hot laps, qualifying heat races, and into the night's B mains last night, and then the rain arrived. They postponed the remainder of the program to tonight, so they will run the full Thursday program and then immediately following pick up where they left off of yesterday and finish Wednesday's program. Uh, so it'll basically be a almost a complete doubleheader tonight. So far, Mike, uh, Mark Whitener was quick time. Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Will Harrington, uh, Whitener, Jimmy Owens, and Brandon Overton had picked up heat race wins last night. And then Tony Jackson Jr. won the night's first B-Main. When racing gets started tonight, you can watch free on the MAV TV Facebook page. We talked the other day about Buddy Kofoid partnering with Chris Dyson and Shawn Michael to run a USAC sprint car in Florida. And yesterday it was announced that Kofoid will also join the team for the seven Dirt Silver Crown events in 2021. This will be Kofoid's first foray into Silver Crown competition, but he's been fast in everything else he's entered on Dirt, so there's no reason to think he won't be fast here also. He had three USAC National Midget wins in 2020 to go along with Rookie of the Year. And most recently, he won two of the three nights in a 410 sprint car at the Wild Wing Shootout. He's also a former Fremont Speedway track champion in Ohio. 19-year-old Phenom from California has garnered a lot of praise lately from fans, the media, fellow competitors, uh, guys like Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson all singing his praises. Uh, Kofoid replaces Kevin Thomas Jr., who raced with Dyson and Michael in Silver Crown in 2020. Michael also fielded his own car for Kyle Larson last season and went two for two on those dirt miles. Michael plans to field his own car again in 2021 in, the, in three of those mile-long dirt races. In other USAC news, in advance of the USAC National Midget season opener, Robert Dalby announced yesterday he's going to field his number four for Jason McDougal during the opening uh, opening weekend at Bubba Raceway Park. Dalby made 25 National Midget starts in 2020 with a best finish of fourth at the indoor race in DuCoin, but plans to take a step back from driving in 2021. He'll field his car in every event and certainly race it some, but he told USAC's Richie Murray he plans on focusing more on owning and crew chiefing this season. Right now, he's planning on Florida and Port City with McDougal, and from there, we'll decide on future driver plans. McDougal has two USAC midget wins in his career at Jefferson County and Hobstadt back in 2019. He had one top 10 run in nine starts in 2020. McDougal made headlines a few weeks ago at Chili Bowl with an incredible eye to D-Main run, which was eventually halted by contact with Ryan Bernal. To see more on these stories, check out usacracing.com. And adding to the list of full-time USAC sprint car competitors in 2021, Robert Ballou announced yesterday he is healthy and plans to contest the full USAC national sprint car schedule. When he's not running with USAC, he also plans more winged 410 races after running in Pennsylvania some in 2020. Ballou made 21 national sprint car starts in 2020 and was stout on a regular basis, racking up seven top fives and 15 top 10 finishes. His best run of the season was a second-place result at Hobstadt in June. He was the series champion in 2015 and has 29 series uh, wins in his career. Cannon McIntosh will also run a partial USAC sprint car schedule with Dave Phillip Motorsports and their 71P. The team isn't set on a specific set of races right now, but will be working around McIntosh's midget schedule. This will be McIntosh's first opportunity to run with the USAC National Sprint Car Series. 
The other rain out last night was the Short Trek Super Series at Bubble Raceway Park. They were supposed to be in action, but that night was canceled completely due to rain. They never even got rolling. They will try again to get their season started tonight. You can watch that live on Dirt Track Digest TV. All right, here we go. If you're a regular listener to the show, you've been hearing me talking about getting the USAC series added to the dirttracker.com analytics section in recent weeks. I've added all 2020, uh, 2020 races for the three main series, Sprint Cars, Midgets, and Silver Crown series. Uh, it's somewhere north of 50 races. There's like 25 or 27 Sprint Car races, 28 Midget races, and the five Silver Crown races. So the sample size here that we're going to take a look at is actually pretty small, but I wanted to take a look at the differences between the non-wing series represented by USAC and the two main winged sprint car series, the World of Outlaws and All-Stars. This kind of line between winged versus non-winged sometimes feels like it's as strong as the line between sprint cars and late models. Uh, you know, if you don't like the other side, you really don't like the other side. Uh, so with that in mind, I wanted to dive into some of the numbers and see if we could make a determination about whether one provides different or, you know, maybe better is not the right word, but at least different racing than the other one. If you, if you want to call it better racing, call it better racing. So the first stat we're going to look at here uh, is win count per start position. This tells us where feature winners started in the field. In 2020, the World of Outlaws had the highest win percentage from the pole at 29%. So that meant 16 of 54 Outlaw winners last year started on the pole. What's interesting here is USAC actually fits right in between. 26% of winners came from the pole with USAC and 23% came from the pole with the All-Stars. If you expand that to the front row, uh, the pole and second, the rankings actually don't change here. The Outlaws had the most front row winners at 69%, with USAC second at 55%, and the All-Stars third at 48%. As for which series had winners come from the furthest back, that actually goes to the Outlaws. Kyle Larson's win from 10th at Knoxville in August is the furthest a winner came with any of the three series in 2020. USAC had two winners come from 9th, and the All-Stars had two winners come from 7th. Looking at these winner start position numbers, I'd say we're pretty much even right now through, uh, you know, through this first part of this kind of take, you know, taking a look at these things with the outlaws out front, you know, uh, the all stars actually kind of on the other side and USAC right in the middle. Another thing to take a look at here is movement during features, and we can do this with the feature plus minus stat. That's basically the difference between where you start in a feature and where you finish in a feature. Logan Shuhart had the highest plus minus with the Outlaws. Chris Windham had it the highest plus minus with USAC, and Greg Wilson had the uh, highest plus minus with the All-Stars. Shuhart was plus 185 on the season. That's about 3.4 spots per race on average that Lo uh, Logan Shuhart was picking up. Chris Windham was plus 70, which is uh, about 2.6 spots per race. And Greg Wilson was plus 110, which was 2.3 spots per race. So again, USAC right in the middle, you know, and, and if you kind of take a look at all of these kind of, you know, combined with not massive differences in the numbers, this again also feels like a wash, you know, the wing guys versus the non-wing guys. There's no discernible advantage here, you know, about who's able to kind of make up more ground in these features. You know, it's, it's not like we're seeing wing guys making up more ground versus non-wing guys making up less ground or vice versa here. One place I'm guessing we might see a difference is heat win count per start position. So again, this is where heat race winners start, um, uh, you know, through through the night. So 94% uh, of World of Outlaws heats are won from the front row, while 81% of all-star heats are won from the front row. So the big difference here being that the all-stars do a four-car invert in the heats, while the Outlaws have no heat race inversion. 
the the problem with this, you know, taking a look at the stat is I don't actually have heat rate start positions available, so we can't take a look at that for USAC. But if you take a look at USAC's format, they actually have an even larger invert than the All-Stars do. They, they invert six cars in heat races. So I'm guessing their heat race start position numbers are going to be even smaller from the pole and from the front row. But in taking a look at these numbers, it's important to understand that that's not necessarily because of the car type. Uh, you know, the effect on heat race wins comes much more from the format and, and not from the fact that you have a wing on top or not have a wing on, you know, on top. So again, format making a bigger effect here than the car type. If you look at lap leaders and number of race winners, there's no discernible difference there between winged and non-wing either. The Outlaws had 13 winners and 18 lap leaders in 54 races. The All-Stars had 34 lap leaders and 18 winners in 48 races. And USAC had 14 lap leaders and 10 winners in 25 races. Uh, in terms of percentages, the All-Stars had the most lap leaders based on the number of races. And the All-Stars and USAC had nearly identical races per winner. So like I said to start this, we are looking at a fairly small sample size, only 20, or I think I said before 25 races, 27 races for USAC. But by the numbers here, there doesn't appear to be a massive difference in the way wing racing goes down versus non-wing. Having a wing on top versus not seems to have less effect on outcomes than the actual race format does. Those heat race inversions mean more as evidenced by the difference between the Outlaws and All-Stars than the style of sprint cars. From there, you know, the cultural differences between the two are more related to perceptions and feelings and past personal history for fans and those involved in the sport than they you know, they do about actually how the racing goes down in the hard and fast numbers. Let me know in the comments below if you're watching the video or on social media if you're listening to the podcast where you stand on this uh, you know kind of subject. You know which side are you on? Are you a wing person, a non-wing person? Are you right in the middle? Do you like both? You know, or can you make a case for why one is better than the other? Certainly let me know here. Also, if you want to take a look at all these stats I was just talking about, they are all available in the analytics section of dirttracker.com so you can peruse these numbers all for yourself. There will be a new Conversations episode out later today, this one with a fantastic story from the Chili Bowl. Sort of a two-part episode, something we uh, are going to do a little bit different this one uh, with this one, so stay tuned for that later. You can find it in this podcast feed and the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel. There are three items on the streaming schedule today besides Flow 24-7. There is night four of Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series action from East Bay Raceway Park live on MAV TV+. Like I said before, that's going to be a double header of both Wednesday and Thursday night racing. Dirt Track Digest has that short track super series racing from Bubba Raceway Park as well. To see the full daily streaming schedule, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Thursday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook, and those likes and subscribes on YouTube are appreciated as well. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. And you can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker, D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. You can check out the website for all kinds of other cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com and you can follow me personally on twitter at justin underscore fiedler thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow for more dirt tracker daily